helping families be happy. Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I am your host, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am thrilled to introduce today's guest, Randall McGee, who will be talking to us about his wonderful book. So I can't wait to hear more about Zheng Hung. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about you. About me, thank you. Um, I am a, uh, by profession, I'm a ventriloquist and storyteller. I have had an opportunity to travel all around the United States and much of Asia, uh, performing live performances. Uh, I am also an author and illustrator and have uh, published several books in the past, but this is my first picture book for young audiences, and I'm really excited about it coming out. It is the story of Zhang Hung, who lived almost 2,000 years ago in China, and was he was um, assigned by the emperor to create some way of detecting where and when an earthquake hit, because they were very uh, prevalent in China, and still are, unfortunately. So he created this device, um, which was able to, to show which direction the earthquake came from and when it, it hit so that they could then go to that area and help you know, the survivors and help rebuild the cities more quickly. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Let me pause you right here. Is this based on historical fact or is this pure fiction? This is based on historical fact. Zhang Hung was an uh, actual inventor, creator, and did create this device. Um, I have actually seen a model of the device when I visited Taiwan in their National Museum, and there are other models of it around, but it's an actual story. I did add a little bit of a fantasy element, so to speak. It's based on a true story in that I had Zhang Hung's inspiration coming from a dream that he had. Mm, a little creative license is a good thing. A little bit, yeah. But um, it helps kind of explain why he created the device he did. There's, it's a large barrel with eight dragons on the side. And underneath the dragons are these huge toad-shaped pots that will catch a ball when the dragon drops it into their mouth and, and the direction that you know the earthquake is coming from. So I... I took a little artistic license and added a dream sequence mm -hmm. to the story. But oh, everything else is basically uh, a true uh, story. And so how accurate was the earthquake detector? Um, well, it was accurate in that it divided the directions into the eight points of the compass, north, northwest, so forth, and uh, it would show from which direction the earthquake came in those eight coordinates. 
Fabulous. So you've created a picture book. What age range? It sounds like it's perfect for me, but other than me and my age range, what is the general age range for your book? I think the age range would be from um, six to, to 12. Um, I have illustrated it to look like a Chinese uh, shadow play. So all of the characters are, are made of a translucent material. The, the arms are articulated just like Chinese shadow puppets so that the figures can be posed in the different scenes, just as if you were looking at a, a Chinese shadow show. So beside the story itself, I think just the illustrations are appealing to a variety of, of ages. I would say it's one of those books that's um, multi-age multi groups, multi-generations, right? Where I can see grandma and child or grandchild, you know, enjoying it just as much as mom and dad and little one. I, I would think so, yes. I, I hope so. I, I think it's a book that can be read together um, through the generations and mm. talked about. So is your book available right now? <laughs> well, on when this broadcasts, uh, it will be available uh, January of 2022. January 2022. I cannot wait to get my hands on a copy because it sounds not only something that broadens your horizons historically and scientific-based, right? Something that's, you know, really a wonderful inspiration for people of all ages from a scientific level, but also from a creative level and being inspired by, you know, a dream and then taking us into the world of creativity and the way that Chinese shadow puppets are done. It sounds absolutely beautiful. I, well, thank you. I, I think it will be, and uh, it's coming out just before the Chinese New Year, so it will be, a, I think, a, a special addition to that kind of a celebration, too. So, Jean Hung, can you tell us a little bit about what happened in his life that makes him a meaningful character, other than being the creator of this wonderful device? Um, he was... A, a genius of a man. He wrote poetry. Mm. He was uh, an accomplished mathematician for someone 2,000 years ago. He created and refined several devices. Um, he refined an odometer that would count the distance that uh, they would travel. And um, he was able to create different um, devices to chart the movement of the stars and the planets. He was um, very much a, a giving and, and sharing type of person. He wasn't concerned too much about um, politics around him, but was more involved in trying to forward his dreams, his his ideas, his goals. His creativity and his yeah. all of the gifts he gave to the world, his inventions. Yeah. And because of that, he was highly favored of the emperor, which unfortunately caused a little bit of uh, jealousy among the uh, other members of the court. And so there is a little bit of a, a drama going on in the story as, as other members of the court are vying for his 
ouster, so to speak, his removal. Oh, dear. So he was a threat. The fact that the emperor liked him too much made him a threat to the people who didn't feel quite as loved. Sounds like family dynamics. (laughs) (laughs) Which you know about, of course. So it sounds like a wonderful tale, and I love that it's based in, you know, historical fact. So what, what, what year did what, was he born? Do you know? Um, you wouldn't ask me that. Um, I'm not quite sure of the date, but it was about two thousand years ago. About two. Well, that's that's close enough. Two thousands, plenty close enough. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, that's from what I can tell. That's about uh, the start of it all well isn't it funny how things haven't changed so much in 2000 years <laughs> right? <laughs> right right there's still political intrigue political intrigue and and the same dynamics going on and you know i love the the familiar values where we, you know we talk about loving together playing together learning together working together reading together healing together eating together laughing together and this sounds like one of those books that can really be shared um in so many ways, whether people are using it to learn together and play together, because it also sounds like a very playful book, and also maybe one that might spark some laughter, but uh, certainly learning. Yeah, certainly learning, and some of the illustrations, I think, would spark a little laughter. There's, uh, be, Being that it is presented as a puppet performance, there are some scenes, I think, that uh, portray a, a humorous side to... Uh, the story and I too have been very impressed with the familias uh, ideals that they want to promote and I think as we've mentioned this story is not only good for science and history uh, and culture but to discuss what does it take to persevere to keep going when when people are, are against you and yet you know you have something that's good Thank you for bringing that up. That's such an important point that we often forget that something that's throughout life, throughout history, throughout our current world, the importance of persevering, that when you know you're doing something good, something helpful, to have an indomitable spirit, right? Right, exactly. Indomitable. That's a good word to use. Yes, I like that. Indomitable, because it reminds us that it's important when we know our truth and we know what we're after to keep persevering, even if maybe the emperor's court doesn't like us very much. <laughs> it's downplaying what we've what we've accomplished or to diminish what we've done, you know, uh, to keep persevering, as you say, to own your own truth, to know what you know, and to keep holding on to that. Absolutely. It sounds very much like he like he knew what he knew and he had he knew his expertise. He knew his creativity. And I just can't wait to get my I truly cannot wait to get my hands on a copy because I want to know more about the story. But we will leave the rest of that for our readers to okay. uh, our readers and our listeners to, um, you know, delve into in a few short months. So when I you know, I've I've we've talked and I'm wondering when you look at what has made you who you are and what you're proudest of in life, what would you share a little bit about that with us, please? Oh, that's a, 
an interesting question. What I'm proudest of in my life is, um, is my family. Mm. Uh, I have a, a wonderful uh, wife. We have a, a wonderful relationship with each other, which we have built through many trials and <laughs> tribulations. And uh, we have five great children that we uh, love and we support and uh, grandchildren now, of course. So we're, and we uh, love to be with them and help with them. So that's my greatest accomplishment, I'm sure, is um, my relationship with my wife and my family. I, I, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say thank you so much for saying that piece about your marriage was built and, and, and paraphrasing here and strengthened through many trials and tribulations because, you know, it's clear you have a long term marriage. You have five adult children. I know that because you said you just moved to be closer to one of them in their own home. So I'm I'm guessing that you're you're not, you know, 20 anymore. But here's the point is that. <laughs> so many people think that long-term marriages are a matter of good luck. And I think we forget, and I, you know, going back to the story of Zhang Hung, the perseverance, the dedication, the fortitude, that indomitable spirit, that it sounds like you also carry that energy into your relationship with your wife and your family to make it what it is. Did I get that right? Yes. <laughs> So I hadn't thought of it in that terms, but yes, that, that sums it up pretty well. We, we just keep going and working together, thick and thin. Well, and, you know, again, tying it back into your, into your, your book, it seems like maybe you gravitated toward that character, toward that person, Zhang Hung, I'm better at the name now, because after repeating it several times, but it sounds like, you know, that's a part, sometimes we gravitate toward an entity that is, has a familiar energy to us. And, you know, some, again, just restating, some people look at somebody's success, whether it's yours or Zhang Hung's, and think, oh, it's a matter of luck or God-given talent. But we forget that it is that part of perseverance, diligence, dedication to family, to life, to love, to profession, all of those things. Yes, I think you're right. So, wow. Um, thank you for sharing that piece about your family and your wife and your and your challenges, because I do like to remind our listeners how important it is to remember that in, in a world we're often looking at, oh, this family looks like they have a perfect life because they have a perfectly curated Instagram page or a perfectly curated this and their lawn is beautiful and their home is beautiful. That it's what's inside that matters and what's inside takes work. It really takes work and lots of love and TLC. So what, you know, as we begin to wrap up, what are a few more tidbits of any type that you'd like to share with our listeners? Takeaways from the book, from your life? Um, you know, the, the book was inspired by a, a program I had been commissioned to uh, produce on earthquakes. And I was not familiar with the story of Zhang Hung before I started research. And though I didn't include his story in my performance of uh, on earthquakes um i was inspired by it and i felt this is a story that needs to be told 
And uh, fortunately, Familius uh, publishers thought it was a story that was worth telling too. So that's how we came about uh, publishing this story. And I think it will be one that will be inspirational to other people as well. Um, I have written other books, uh, mostly craft books for uh, children and families that I've illustrated as well. But as I think I mentioned, this is my first uh, children's book. First children book, children's yeah. book. So the, um, you know, I have a question about the earthquake presentation. Was it a ventriloquist earthquake presentation <laughs> since that's your other hat? Uh, no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I, I, I looked into how I might be able to do that. And I thought, no, I'm also a, a storyteller without a puppet on my hand. And so I uh, looked at some very, uh, just dozens and dozens of stories about people who um, studied earthquakes, somewhat like Zhang Hung, people who had experienced earthquakes and the stories that they told. And I came up with a uh, an interesting presentation because earthquakes, uh, as you know, in California are a big subject in the schools. Uh, uh, studies, I believe, in the sixth grade, they study about earthquakes and those kinds of things. And uh, but we uh, do, we know earthquakes intimately. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's so that's fascinating that it was part of storytelling and. That that's how this came to be. It's it's just a wonderful, wonderful to meet you and get to know more about you. And I wish our listeners could um, maybe be exposed to your ventriloquism, but probably not on this podcast. <laughs> no, it's it's. Uh, however, I I do have a, a personal um, website, McGeeProductions.com. In fact, I don't. On the video here, you might be able to see my little logo on my shirt. There it is, McGee Productions. And yeah. so I'm going to repeat the spelling for our listeners. This is Randall McGee, R-A-N-D-E-L, McGee, M-C, capital G-E-E. -E. And so it's McGee Productions. Is that where our listeners can find you? mcgeeproductions.com yes. excellent well thank you so much for sharing your time with us today and with me I'm so very grateful and as we conclude our podcast I would just like to thank our listeners for being with us today and I'd also like of course to thank Familius Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We would be thrilled and honored if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. And if you'd like more wonderful Familius content, please be sure to visit us at Familius.com where you'll find our Habit Hub blog as well as a spectacular selection of books for families. One step at a time, we can make the world a happier place. And I thank you for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. It has been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine as only you can do. We talk together, learn together, play, work, eat together. We laugh together, heal together, and we love forever when we read.